Hello, welcome to the Lean of Plants podcast. My name is Chelsea, and if you are struggling to lose weight on a plant-based diet, then this podcast is for you. While there are thousands of books, podcasts, and resources about the benefits of a plant-based diet, the reality is that being vegan does not guarantee losing weight. If you are feeling frustrated and confused about where to start, or you know exactly what you should be doing, but you just can't seem to rustle up enough willpower to do it, then keep listening. In this podcast, you'll learn the truth about plant-based weight loss, but just as importantly, how to use proven methods of behavioral change to turn what you know into lifelong habits that lead to getting and staying lean. Can't wait to get started. Let's do this. Super excited to have you on the podcast. You have got an amazing story. You've lost 60 pounds since 2020. You've survived and are thriving or making an amazing change in your life since being diagnosed with cancer. You've got, you've just like got a lot of ownership that you've taken of your life, which is why I wanted to talk to you today. And we had the privilege of meeting in LA a few months ago months ago weeks ago it wasn't actually that long ago about a month ago about a month ago uh I and uh, your story just really inspired me which is why I invited you on the podcast can you tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what your dieting history is absolutely and first of all Chelsea thank you so much I am honored to share my very simple story and my my prayer and hope is that it will help one listener out there one listener, then we've done our job. So about me, I absolutely love life. And I see the glass as full. I see it full. And here I'm going to start crying here. But I see it. I see it full of hopes and promises and tears and struggles, mistakes, regrets, sometimes shame, and a lot of forgiveness and grace, because I don't believe at all that the glass is ever half empty or half full. It's full it's full of life and life happens. So that's the biggest thing I want people to know is that I love life. Mm. I was always the skinny mini. My, my knee socks would never stay up when I was a little girl. And I was, <laughs> I was born running out the door. I, I loved to be active and I was, you know, and I did sports and everything like that. And then after our first child was born in 83 and I was fine and I got back to my skinny little self there. And I say skinny, that doesn't always mean healthy though. I found mm. out later. But when our two daughters were born in 89 and 92, that's where the weight went on and I struggled. So as far as my history, I joined, I'm just going to name out names here. I joined commercial weight loss groups like Weight Watchers. I did that four times. I did at once. I did the Hollywood diet, which was this lovely little tiny bottle of juice that was delivered into my mailbox. And I could drink so many ounces of that juice every day. I even wow. did a terrific prescription called Xenical, which absorbed all the fat and it went right through you and it was not pretty and it wasn't mm. fun. Um, I thought that carbs were evil. Um, I did points and exchanges and serving portions and I did Optavia and meal replacements. And if you're seeing the pattern here, I did all of those, right? 
Mm. Like a lot of our listeners listening today will say, yeah, you know, I did that too. Well, if we did that, it wasn't sustainable or else we wouldn't have done it again. Mm. And one day we were in um, Maui and I was putting on a wetsuit because we were going out in the ocean and I, I couldn't get it zipped up. And my oh. stomach didn't want to get it stuck. I don't know if you've worn a wetsuit, but it's not fun if you're zipping yeah. it up. But you can be you can be skinny and still try to. Oh, you don't want to get your skin in that. I had to go to the one of the largest sizes they had, and then on the flight home, and the um, and on the outbound flight, both I realized how 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 tight my seatbelt was. And for crying mm. out loud, it was as loose as it would go. And I remembered right away when I used to work for the airlines, I once had to sell two seats to one gentleman and he was angry at me, but he's the one who told me that he needed that. And I instantly saw that man on the phone and I thought, I don't want to be that. And I don't want a seatbelt extender. Mm -hmm. Um, The very next day I went into my doctor and thank God for him. uh, We could clone him because he said, Judy, what would you like us to help you with today? And I said, well, Doctor, I am so sick of being frumpy and grumpy and my my blood pressure's high, my cholesterol's high. I'm just sick of this and nothing's working for me. And he says, well, how would you like us to work with you for your goals? And I thought, wow, this is a wellness lifestyle doctor. And so he was he was vegetarian. And so he told me about his lifestyle. And I said, well, you know, I've already been kind of doing that for two years because my daughters have have introduced that to me. And I told them how I started out watching Forks Over Knives. I told them that I was looking at Dr. Greger, Dr. Esselstyn, you know, Dr. McDougall. We know the names. And I was really checking it all into there. And he said, well, let's give it a go. And I want you to find support. So the day after that, I found Takeoff Pounds Sensibly. Um, a nonprofit, the world's oldest nonprofit support group for weight loss. And I joined and I lost every single week for five months just by eating whole foods, plant-based. A lot of people said, you know, well, you're eating a lot of food. You're eating, wow, you're eating potatoes. Yeah, you bet. Bring it on. I'm eating potatoes. And um, I lost so much weight that at the end of two years, I met my goal that I had set because TOPS doesn't tell you how much to weigh, by the way. You decide that with your medical team. You are in control of your health, not the mm. organization. And mm. um, I became Idaho State Queen in 2021 for the 2020 year during COVID. I lost weight. So that was <laughs> wow. And then um, about two, three years ago, we started following you, thanks to my daughters. And um, I just loved what you had to say. And it, it just emphasized the importance of a whole foods plant-based lifestyle. But more than that, you somehow I started hearing you talk about getting the healthy mindset going and creating mm. habits. And that is what was the missing piece of the puzzle for all of those weight loss support groups. None of them talked about a healthy mindset. It was mm. all about for me. It was instead embracing where you are, loving the small changes that we see. And um, I knew at that point that I needed to take this a step forward. And that's why I joined Lean With Plants family. And I say family because it is a family. Mm. It is a tribe. Mm. And that's when I joined, you know, just a few months ago. Wow. Like that's, there's so much in that. And I want to, I want to back up a step because I want to understand what changed for you food wise and then I want to dive in what changed for you 
on that mental level. So you you had already been aware of Forks of a Knives, Michael Greger, and then you started to implement it. How did you see your diet change? Or what practical changes did you actually make to start losing that weight week in, week out? Oh, that's an easy, it's an easy one, but it's not always easy to say, and I because I'm human and I'll admit it. Um, I cut out the processed crap, the vegan stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They're so full of oils. And when I, because I thought everything vegan was good, right? So man, I loaded up my cart and we can think of all the name brands. And once I eliminated those and I went to truly whole foods for the most part, you know, um, and and even today, I'll still have a little processed here and there, but very rarely. Um, But for the most part, when I, when I eliminated those Chelsea, that's where the weight really started to, to go away. It just mm. went up and it felt good. And did you know prior to, the, to that that you needed to lose, you needed to remove those processed foods? I'm trying to figure um, out the, the timeline with the doctor and then also like understanding like Michael Greger and it sounds like you had some knowledge and that maybe that was the catalyst or walk me through yeah, that. That's a good point. That's a very good question. I would I would say that actually my daughters both, kind of told me, mom, take a look at the ingredients in that. If you're going to have it, that might be stalling. Like That might be why you're stalling a little bit. And that did it. But there's there's a real big catalyst. There's an elephant in the room here that I'm I'm failing to mention. And that's that my life, my life changed completely. I found a small lump in my left breast about a year and a half ago. And it was kind of like a small pea size. And mm-hmm. I I shrugged it off. I literally I mean, everybody might say, Judy, that was so stupid. How could you do that? But I did that because I had recently had a mammogram and I thought for mm. sure the doctors would have caught it, you know, for crying out loud, you know, my, my lump, my, my breasts are what they call lumpy oatmeal. Some women have dense breasts. So I thought mm. that's it's a lumpy oatmeal, right? Well, it didn't go away. And so in um, October, November, almost a year ago, last year, I went in and my doctor said, yeah, you know, let's, let's go have this check with the mammogram and some diagnostic testing. And I did and two days before American Thanksgiving um, in November of 2022, I got a call. I was, I know right where I was, you know, where you are when you hear bad news, you know, exactly where you are and what you were doing. Time freezes in that instant. I was taking a walk in our neighborhood. I was walking over a bridge over an icy lake. It had just frozen over. We live in North Idaho. And the call came and I was expecting a call. And my doctor said, hi, Judy, this is Carrie. We got the results and I knew right away. I just knew it. Mm. She said, it's not the, it isn't the results that I was hoping for. But I can tell you, this is going to end favorably because you caught it in time. Mm. Thinking at the time, how does the word cancer and favorably blend? In my book, it's not, there's nothing favorable about cancer. And I don't know about your listeners out there, but they might be able to relate to that. Yeah. Um, I had my, I was scheduled for surgery for what they call a lumpectomy. This was all new to me. It was a very small little lump in my left breast uh, toward the center of my chest. And I was upset with my surgeon that here it was November and he couldn't get to me till January. And because mm. I'm thinking, get me to the doctor right now. Let's go to the hospital now and get it taken care of. And he said, if you were my wife, 
I would wait until January. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And at some point I had to trust this doctor and his reputation. It was world renowned. I had a lumpectomy, a small little um, incision. um, You can't even tell now um, in my left breast in January. And my daughters came with me. um, And that was real supportive. I had a lot of people praying for me. And the doctor said that he got clear margins. Um, They, when they do breast cancer surgery, I don't know if they do it all the time, but for me, they took out some lymph nodes that were in my armpit. They put radioactive markers in there and they took out three and one was what they call, it had isolated tumor cells Mm. and that the doctor was very, very confident again, that he had gotten everything. Um, He said it was a small amount. They believe they got it all, especially with the clear margins. So um, I stayed with our daughter, Amy, for a while so she could care for me and my husband because I'm a caregiver to him as well. And um, and she helped me and supported me. And through that, I developed a, a horrific pinch nerve in my S1 from my severe scoliosis. And because of that, I wasn't able to work out anymore. I used to exercise one and a half to two hours a day, five days a week prior to the breast cancer surgery. Mm. My weight's going up um, mm. and I knew that I needed help. And I started hormone. I, I did radiation for 16 days, um, and w- which was a breeze for me. I can honestly say it was a breeze. It went really well. I was just tired, but I did well. And then right after that, I started hormone therapy and that's where the weight started going on. Combining yeah. the, weight, the weight gain with the hormone therapy. No, my hormones are not broken. No one's are, but like your, like your podcast said, but I still wrestle with that. And mm-hmm. I'm pers- debating, I'm pretty serious about going off the hormone therapy. Um, but um, all that to say, I have still been eating whole foods, plant-based. I've started walking again. And working out, not at all like how I used to, but mm. I'm still working out because I found the new norm for me at this chapter in my life. And I mm. recognize the chapters that we are in. Um, I want to encourage our listeners to realize that those chapters aren't forever. They're mm. not. The health situations that we're in, they're not going to be forever. Um, if we're young moms, we're not always going to be stepping on Legos or Doc McStuffins figurines. You know, we're not going to come across um, field field trip permission forms that went through the jeans pocket in the wash. I mean, these days feel like they're never going to end. Um, even like I'm not exercising the way I want to yet, but it is a season, yeah. and we have to we have to embrace that. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds to me like you're someone who has taken phenomenal ownership in each of those seasons of of who you want to be and how you want to respond to something super difficult. You got home from that trip to Hawaii and realized like, hey, I need to actually do something. I don't want a seatbelt extender. And I want to talk to you so much about some of these mindsets, some of these things that have allowed you to keep that positive mindset and how you do take ownership and and you are the hero of your story, even though it's been tough. Um, and I I want to do that. Let's let's just back trapedal a little bit because I really want the people who are listening, who are coming in for the first time, they're hearing your story. They're saying, hey, like this woman amazingly lost like 63 pounds. I... It interests me that you said I started to look at the labels of things as well. Was that something that you didn't realize that you needed to do? 
oh heck i could go to i could today i can go to trader joe's i don't know if it's okay for me to say name brand but i'm going to because i love we all love trader joe's don't we yeah I know you. for sure 100 so like i saw this really cool package i'm not kidding you two weeks ago at trader joe's and i called amy and katie because we're always we're always calling each other for crying out loud and i said Girls, look at this. Oh, I sent them a picture. Look at this. It was a Chipotle seasoning or something that I that I really wanted that somebody recommended. And I looked at it and they said, Mom, look at that word. Mom, that says it all. Um, the label, look at the label. And then they said, just because it's from Trader Joe's or just because it says vegan, mm. you know, that said it all. And I had to read the label and it had chicken in it. Right. And I didn't notice that. And huh. and they're just the word alone label kind of tells us that it just might be a little processed. Yeah, the, it's a fascinating thing because it's default for me to look at every single label. But when you think about it that way, there's a lot of people that they've just never been used to doing that. Yes. Yeah. And I thought I was a label reader, but boy, I, I read everything now. If I do buy something that 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 I don't wash or peel or cut or chop, I read the label. Right. And then, I text, and then I text my daughters and see if they want yeah. some. I heard this great thing from Keisha, who is part of the Lena Plants team. She's lost nearly 80 pounds now, which is wild. But she was telling me that if she looks at the label of something and she, calorie-wise, doesn't want to eat that many calories in one sitting, she won't buy whatever it is. So if it's wow. a tub of ice cream, that's her filter. That's her razor, essentially. Which I thought was like really interesting because she's looking at, well, what's the absolute worst case scenario? I sit down with an entire tub of ice cream and I eat it. If that's 1200 calories, I, I don't want to do it. But maybe if that was 200 calories or 300 calories, maybe she'd make that decision. I thought that's really fascinating. That's a good filter. That is that. Well, Keisha's just on it and, and, and it shows too. You know, another thing that I, I want to, I hope I'm not misquoting, but I believe it was Chef AJ that said this. And I think we've said it before too, is that, um, now I'm at the point where when I go into a store, I will look at something like a package of corn chips. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll say, and I will literally say, that's not my food. Right. You've got an identity around it. Yep. And I think that that might be really hard for some of the listeners out there who, who may not have full control of their kitchen and whose, whose family or, you know, fellow residents aren't on the same page as them, they may have to get to the point where they like, like Keisha, you know, would I, would I eat that in, in a, in a serving, you know, in a sitting. And yeah, for me, like, that's not my food. Is that going to get me where I want to be? Part of gamifying. It's a huge identity shift as well. So, mm -hmm. so timeline wise, I, I really want to get onto this. You loss so you you realize okay i need to make a cal this some kind of catalytic change you stopped eating processed food you lost those 63 pounds since december 2020 right mm -hmm. yes and then in november last year you got that diagnosis yes and and then after the breast cancer surgery and the the pinched s1 in the in the right leg um I, it was very hard for me to continue to be active like I wanted to, right. but I still wanted to lose more weight. It, and you have to understand here, when I, when I told you about all my dieting history, that was because I was looking at the scale. Mm. I've grown, I've grown since then. I still have a lot of growing to do Chelsea, but I'm at the point in my life that I realize now that the scale 
is I know you say this all the time. It's just data. It's one yeah. part of it. It's dragging measure, you know, and and yes, I still want to drop down 15, 15, 20 pounds max to get to a healthy yeah. BMI. I really, truly do. And my coach, Janelle, God bless her. I love her. Um, she's, she's with me and she understands that right now for me, where I am in life, for me to maintain where I am and not gain weight, that is a lot because we get hard on ourselves if we're always stepping on that stinking scale. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not the, it's not the end all. Mm. There's so much that we have to embrace in our minds. We have to start seeing the beauty within our lives, within our struggles. We have to see the beauty around us and stop the doggone comparing ourselves to others. If we want to move forward and take those small James clear steps, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, for me to maintain this weight is really hard because emotionally I want to lose weight and I know I'm battling with hormones. So in other words, I have things in place where I know that, you know, nothing changes until something changes, right? Well, I know that once I stop the hormone therapy or something else happens, I will start to lose that weight again. But Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that I'm working on my mindset right now because I was so fine I mean, you talked about in one of your podcasts, you talked about being black and white. It's all in or all out. And that was this, I don't know if it is for anyone listening, but that really tripped me up, Chelsea. Um, Mm. Thinking at least for me personally, can't have any oil, can't have any sugar, can't have any salt. I I had the nose, but then when I, when I did all that, I failed. I cheated. I was a victim. And now I'm much more cool with, okay, okay, I can have it now and it's not going to kill me. It's okay. Cause I know, I know what my trajectory is. I know where I'm headed. Right. It sounds like you've like entered a different season. And so when you initially lost this weight, you had frameworks that helped you do that. You stopped eating processed food. Tell me a little bit about what practically you did start eating like what kind of foods were you eating what kind of things were you cooking my goodness a lot more broccoli I now have in the mornings I will usually and Janelle knows that I'm a volume eater Uh, I I have to eat huge volumes and um, so thank God for this lifestyle right so I will eat a pound of steamed broccoli in the morning and I'll put nutritional yeast or garlic on it or whatever. If I have great tomatoes, I'll put that on too. Mm. I've gotten over the fact, over the, the thought that, oh, this doesn't combine well. For crying out loud, if it's a vegetable, it goes well with anything. So I'll put it together. <laughs> but then, uh, but I will equally have the same amount of starch. So I'll have my oat groats or my, and I blend the oat groats and the steel, coat, steel cut oats together before I put them in the instant pot. Mm. And then that daughter and that's just really nice it's nice and nutty flavor so I now have um 50 starch and 50 veggies if not at that same meal at least throughout the whole day and that's mm. something that taught me but that has changed for me a lot by just adding more of the broccoli because uh, mm. it's quick you know uh pop it in the microwave and it's steamed you know uh, a lot of fresh peppers. I have gotten used to, um, I know that Joanna does this too, uh, and many of us do. I have a um, takeaway bag or whatever you want to call it. And I don't care if I'm going to the post office or I'm going to the bank. I don't care if I'm going to a baseball game or soccer game. I do not leave the house with containers of food that have been prepped in my fridge. I don't mm. care. 
because mm. what's the worst that can happen? You bring it home, right? Yeah, yeah. You have, a, you have it for dinner that night or the next day, because yeah. because you can go to you can go to a store and and we know these big box stores that have the samples and the smell and the garlic smell and those wonderful smells and you get hungry. Well, that happened to me last week at Costco. What I do, I went out to the car and I opened up my container of spuds and I had my potatoes and I was mm. okay. Mm. It's a mindset because their Costco's not going to do it for me. My family's not going to do it for me. I can't blame them. And they're not going to read my mind. It's yeah. up to me to be my advocate, whether it's breast cancer or wanting to get down to a certain weight. I have to be, we have to be our own advocates as much as mm. we can. Yeah, 100%. It kind of reminds me of planning for the lowest common denominator, planning for the worst case scenario, which is what Keisha does with reading the label. Worst case scenario, I eat all of this. Do I want yeah. that many calories? No. Okay, so I'm not going to buy it. And then for you, worst case scenario, I get hungry. I smell that amazing, all those amazing foods. I buy them and I eat them. Okay, I'm going to actually bring food with me. So you've yeah. built some phenomenal habits that take ownership of that. I have to. It's it's to me. It's like putting it like a carpenter puts a tool belt on, and that's. Yeah. Uh, it's an old cliche, but it's, it's, you're, you're putting the tools in your tool belt. And mm. until we take ownership of that, we're not going to change. We might start losing the weight, but it's going to be a diet. And I can guarantee you that if you don't have those tools and you don't have the support, like we have here with lean with plants family, you will regain that weight and more within two years. That's a statistic. Mm. So, yeah, I, I want to hear a little bit about mindset wise or habits wise is probably more accurate what's changed for you since you you lost that weight you had the knowledge you started eating potatoes cooking broccoli cutting out those processed foods you mentioned that it was a bit all or nothing and then since listening to this podcast joining Lane of plants like you've made some changes in how you view that journey appreciating where you're at making small changes making progress appreciating the season that you're in that you are in a hard season right now like you're mm -hmm. in a place where you're you've got all these obstacles against you in terms of losing those last 15 20 pounds talk me through what have been some of the biggest changes that you've seen in your habits and mindset since you've learned about these behavioral change tools oh my goodness I never thought I'd say I'm thankful for breast cancer but if it wasn't for that stalling me on my health journey, I don't think I ever would have found grace in my life hmm. that give myself permission to have food freedom. Wow. With, with this, with this way of eating and living, because living isn't just eating, I have realized that it's, it's okay for me. I'm not speaking for anyone else out there. It's okay for me to have something that's in a gray area. Hmm. And I'm not going to beat myself up for it. And because I beat myself up for it, I might as well start again on Monday. It's hmm. that kind of mentality that has changed for me. And when I hear someone say that you 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 can't have that food, that's a no-no food. You right. can't do that. You're you're on a diet. When I hear people talk like that to others, first of all, my first reaction was, who are we to tell someone what they can and cannot eat? And it's not the end all for them. This is just one meal out of many that you're going to have this month. Hmm. I have such a freedom. And because of that, I've started trusting myself more. 
Like mm. I now realize, and this may sound funny, but like I, and it was always there, but I realize now that I can say no to a food and I feel cool about it, or I can mm. say yes to it. And I feel absolutely hundred percent, no guilt about that. So what did you feel before when you would give in or when you would eat something that was quote unquote off plan? Like what was your, what was going through your head when you used to do that? In all honesty, look at you. What an idiot. How can you do that? You are, you're just cheating again. You're never going to change. You know, you do this. You have done this four times in Weight Watchers. You lost all this weight with Atkins and with Optavia. And here you are, you're doing the same thing again. You're never going to make it. What, what are you doing? I don't have that anymore. Those voices are gone. They're gone. What kind of behavior did that lead to when you had those those voices contentedness I can't explain it but I have I have a contentedness with the food that I'm around Mm. and so that leads to a I don't know if it's a behavior but a confidence and Mm. a grace with myself that I never had before Mm. and there's one thing I want to add here for our listeners is that I'm a caregiver to my husband Mm. Um, he was diagnosed in his 50s with a major neurocognitive disorder, also known as dementia. They don't know what kind it is. He had to retire early from a a 25-year aviation career. Wow. Um, He now is in on hospice, and he's in stage five, the final stage of kidney failure. Mm -hmm. And I'm caring for him. But before I can really care for him, and here's a cliche that your, your, your listeners have all heard before, But if you really picture being up at 34,000 feet up on that airplane and those those masks drop down, you guys, you've got seconds to put it on your face if you want to help the person next to you. Otherwise, you're both going to perish. And so my mask is taking care of myself. And life is not what I thought it was going to be. Not at all. I never thought that I was going to have breast cancer. I mean, come on, I work out, I'm active, I eat healthy. How in the heck can that happen, right? Yeah. Um, how in the world can my husband have dementia and kidney failure? Because, because that wasn't supposed to happen. How can Nick be in a wheelchair in his 30s? I mean, there's all this stuff that happens and we have to watch our mindsets. And until we embrace a healthy and positive and joyous, and I mean it, joyous mindset, how are we going to be able to take care of all the other little things that are pulling, that are plucking our feathers, if you will? Yeah. So what what kind of thought process or mantras do you have that allow you to respond in a way that takes ownership of your life even when you have these difficult circumstances? When I see those now, before I used to say, I'm, I'm just being honest, this, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I didn't sign up for this. And I don't know if you've done that, Chelsea, in your caregiving, but oh, yeah. this isn't what we put. This is not fair. I never, I never, this was not in the job description. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were, we were supposed to, air quotes, we yeah. were supposed to retire once he was retirement age. And we were going to, because we have lifetime flight benefits. We were going uh, anywhere. We mm. were going to travel across the world with just a backpack. We were going to, you know, everybody can fill in the blank on what you're going to do. Right. But my mindset now is that. I'll be honest, there are days that are really, really hard. And I wish that he wasn't, that I had my husband back. I miss him. 
Mm. He can be in the same room as me and I'll say, I miss you. And he'll say, I'm right here. Mm. And I think anybody listening who has somebody that they love with, with dementia, they'll understand that or, or with the debilitating disease. Now my mindset is I can do this. I can do this be honestly, and I really mean this because of the support I have through Lean with Plants, through my coach Janelle, through my family, through my tops group. I can and I am doing this. Not I'll try. Do not ever say I'll try. I am doing it. Mm. I don't have a perfect mindset. I I know that I can make mistakes. Um, I know that I can, you know, lose, I can get my frustration. I can lose my patience with life, with me, with caregiving. But knowing that I have a good mindset now has really helped me to move forward even into my eating now. Mm. And when did that start to change? When did you start to develop that? When Coach Janelle took over in my life and she, I know right now she's listening, she's going to go, oh, you know, but (laughs) She, I, we can, we just all love her. I love all the coaches. Um, she reminded me that that I'm not a victim. She tells me that all the time. She doesn't wow. think for one minute that I have a victim mindset. Um, I am my own advocate. I'm speaking up for myself and I'm taking action and ownership. We mm-hmm. have to take ownership and we don't do that perfectly, Chelsea. None of us do life perfectly. And I think that that's one thing I want to encourage everybody If you're just starting out and you're going through some really struggles and you're starting out with wanting to change your life, I really encourage you to to just embrace the smallest step that Chelsea's told you about time and again. They can seem boring, but when they're consistent, you're going to feel really empowered by taking small steps. And the small steps is something as, as, as little as I believe I can be positive today. There's one small step, you know? You've taken incredible and radical responsibility for your response, which is something that I I always see people who get most successful, people who achieve the most, not just in weight loss, but in every area of their life. They have to take that radical responsibility and think of themselves as the hero of their story where any obstacle that comes they have to deal with it. Like there's no one, there's no one that is coming to save you. <laughs> like you have to deal with the crap yourself. And just thinking about how different that is from what you used to say or how you used to view that. That's life-changing. I never would have viewed it that way if I was at a commercial weight loss group that I paid a bucket load of money for and they told me how much to weigh and I had a little weight book and I had to check off how many exchanges and how many of this and how many of this I could eat each day I never would have gotten there because it didn't address the life lessons in my mindset my mentality if we don't if we don't confront and I'm not a therapist at all but if we don't confront the issues that or the elephant in the room, we're not we're not going to move forward. Yeah. Um, and there's one thing I'd really like to encourage people, uh, if I can get through this. When I stood, when my husband and I stood before the pastor on July 31st, 1981, and we exchanged our vows. And I know you know this vow. How does it go in sickness and in health? Yeah. How many of us have said that? I know we're all raising our hands. Well, the thing is, is at the point when you're 23 and you're in lust and you're in love, 
all you think of, nah, that's easy. That's a no brainer. When he gets the flu, I'm going to bring him saltines and pop and noodles. <laughs> and I literally thought that you mm. don't think at the time, someday down the road, one of us may get MS. One of mm. us may get breast cancer. One of us may have dementia or kidney failure. Um, but when we get to that point in the road, we have to realize that it is not 50-50. And people will tell us that marriage or relationships are 50-50. And I argue that. Someone shared with me just recently, it's 80-20. And now I'm a big believer in the 80-20. Hmm. Chelsea, you and I right now are the 80 for your Nick and my Lori. Hmm. And they are our 20. And we need their 20. Hmm. And there are going to be listeners out there who are the are the 20s right now and they need their 80s mm. and there's times that we're going to be the 20 and 20 and 80 add up to be 100 it's all a matter of perception and mindset how are we looking at the situation it wasn't supposed to happen this way this isn't fair look at those people they're traveling and they're they're you know they're doing all this stuff and i'm i'm stuck here and they don't want to, my loved one doesn't want to leave the house or can't leave the house, or I'm at the hospital at the time with a sick child. Well, if we accept that there is a time in our life where we will be the 80, that is a gift that no one else is going to fill but us, and we need mm -hmm. to have a little And then likewise, when I was the 20, recuperating from breast cancer surgery, and I couldn't put my hair up, I always have a ponytail thing on my hand, right? And I couldn't put my hair up because I couldn't lift my arm up, right? Mm. Um, so I had to be the 20 and my family had to be the 80 and mm. I didn't really put my hair up, but they put it up, right? Yeah. So we have, to, we have to accept the help and we have to accept that when we are gracious with ourselves, with our mindsets, life is going to look different and it's going to be easier to take small steps and move forward. Yeah, totally. Like there's two things that really stand out to me in what you've said right there. The first one is it's taking an inordinate amount of responsibility for your response. It's saying, I am going to do so much work or so much I'm going to put in so much effort. I'm going to put in more than my share for the circumstance. And I'm going to take ownership of that regardless how, of how hard it is. And I heard this great, great quote. I, I follow a, a guy called Alex Hormozzi. He's a business guy. I absolutely love him. And he talks about doing so much that it would be unreasonable that you wouldn't see results. Doing everything so that if you would, if you were to look at the body of work that you'd done, the effort that you'd put in, the response that you had, all of those things, that it would be unreasonable that you wouldn't be successful. And I think what most people do is they do the opposite. They put in a little bit and then they think, well, I should have seen success by now. We should on ourselves. Mm -hmm. It should feel easier. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> I should be traveling. We, we should on ourselves. But the, the problem is, is, is when we look at life that way, there's something that happens inside of us and it's called bitterness. Oh, yeah. And and and, and um, envy and jealousy. And when we have bitterness, I believe that that leads to stress, which releases cortisol. And do you know that cortisol comes out in the tears? 
which is which shows that you have a good cry. There's a reason for having a good cry, but but bitterness saying the word should I should weigh less I should have gotten to my goal well look at them on social media look at them no we're not them yeah life is what it is you know Nick should be able to walk again my husband should be able to go on trips with me again okay the should does not exist but it it is a slippery slope you guys if you're thinking that woulda, coulda, shoulda will work. It only leads to bitterness, and your life is much more worthy than having bitterness in your life. Let go of it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Embrace the beauty. Look for if you're if you're sitting in a hospital room right now, and you're hearing this podcast, and you're with a, a sick spouse or a sick child or something, and you're you're basically kind of confined to that room. Find a window and look outside and find the beauty. Find a leaf that's changing color. Find a tree that's sprouting a spring bud. Listen to someone's breathing when you're holding your child at night. Mm. Um, stand over the crib and listen to them breathe. Listen to laughter. Um, make eye contact with someone when you're walking down a hallway or outside. And just simply smile. Find find the beauty in that because that's very freeing. Mm. And it empowers us to make more decisions that are that are going to move us forward. Yeah, it's not just about losing weight. Lean with plants, and and a plant based lifestyle is not about losing weight. Yeah, it is, but it isn't. But we better get it right first in our minds, and we need to be gracious to ourselves. We need to remember that it's okay to be the eighty, and it's okay to have breast cancer and be the twenty. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's it's that ownership of wherever you're at to stop shooting on yourself to accept the circumstances for what they are but then push back against them take that hero's mindset rather than the victim mindset rather than the bitterness choose that positivity and say I'm going to do what I can do in this situation regardless of what's happening to me because that's what the hero does they face yes, those battles. Yes, yeah, we're going to take that ring that, you know, Frodo has, and we're going to take it to the dancing pony or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 seriously, we, you know, Dorothy, Dorothy always on Wizard of Oz, Dorothy always had the power to go home. Mm. You know, she, she had one task. And if I remember right, it was, it was for her to basically to get home. And we have, we do have that power to be our hero. And I don't want to duplicate anything that you've taught already, but, but man, it's really helped me, Chelsea, because mm. I realize that I'm not a perfect hero. I don't, I am not, I don't think at all that I'm a great caregiver. In fact, I love to just get away and I visit my nine tops chapters and I get to encourage them and laugh with them and stuff. And sometimes um, I feel a little guilty getting away, but mm -hmm. I come back refreshed and we have, we have to do that. We have to have a good, healthy mindset that yeah. we can be a hero and we don't do life perfectly. So what? Keep okay. moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Take that yeah. ownership. Cause this is the second thing that stands out to me in everything that you said. First of all, the, the hero's mindset, not being a victim, not choosing bitterness, choosing radical proactive action to you anything that's happening in your life that's how you move forward the second piece of it maybe this is the 20 percent 
or maybe this is where that flip comes in, you must have a community. You must have people that are going to support you when things are tough. I want to hear about how having accountability and having a community has helped you in your journey. Oh my goodness. I I would be over 300 pounds right now, no kidding, if I didn't have a community and I would and I would have um really serious heart problems, which I do have a congenital heart defect. Um, and I know it would be much worse had I not chosen a healthy lifestyle. Um, my community is everything. Um, without it, I don't have somebody who listens. Um, and that's the biggest thing. A community, and, and we know about the five people we're closest to will be the, the will be the average of the five people that we're closest to, which is an eye-opener for many of us. Mm. Um, my family, uh, my lean with and my lean with plants family and my tops groups. I know that I have people there who are like-minded who will support me. And the biggest thing with this with finding somebody is that they listen. They don't instantly give the advice. You want someone who listens to you, maybe rephrases your concerns. You're very good at doing that, Chelsea. And just ask them, well, what well, what do you think about this? What do you think you can do? Just being there. It's like all of us have lost somebody dear to us. And I've heard that the greatest help that some people have ever gotten is when somebody came and didn't know what to say and they just sat with them. Hmm. That's what a supportive person does. That's what our support groups do for us. They are there for us. They understand. And the biggest thing, too, is that we share our weaknesses because that's where we relate. Hmm. Biggest thing. Don't be afraid to share your story. It may seem lame or, oh, it's not. Like even, even when you said you wanted to interview me, I thought, well, I only have stage one cancer only, right? Yeah. Um, but it's like our stories can help somebody else, number one, to know that they're not alone yeah. and that we, we can do this together, that you are not unique to this problem in any way. I, I love that. I think this... I think it comes from Brendan Burchard. This is one of the first books I ever read about habit change. He wrote a book called, I need to find out what it's called. Brendan Burchard, something about habits. And Brendan Burchard, he said something that's always stuck with me. And it's that you're not, you, your situation is not unique. You're not the only person that has been through this. You, basically that you're not special, which I really like because- yes it makes you feel well if I if someone else has done this I can do it so that it's being able to be that hero because it's doable it's not impossible to overcome whatever challenges you have but then also just not feeling alone it sounds like having community one of those big pieces for you is just not feeling alone absolutely absolutely or or I'm the how many of us have ever been in a really tough situation and and Chelsea I'm sure you have I'm, I'm sure because you're so human I'm sure there's been times where you thought oh I'm the only one like I mean you know that you're not the only one going through something hard but you feel it and yeah. that's where a supportive friend comes I mean you guys don't don't underestimate the power of just smiling at somebody and listening to them and nodding your head don't 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 be afraid of that there's power in there's power in affirmations and in your presence your friends are not looking for you to be perfect 
and caregivers are not expected to be perfect. I certainly am not a, honestly, I don't feel that I'm a good caregiver at all. I go like whatever and let him get his own breakfast sometimes or whatever. And then he doesn't remember to do it. So I have to do it for him. So you got to find the humor in it too. Yeah. Know? But, but we have to, we have to learn to laugh at ourselves and, and know that it's okay to, to just be there for somebody we can laugh at our weaknesses knowing that we're still going to help somebody. I mean, don't you feel better when you find someone else who is a caregiver and you hear their frustrations? Oh yeah. Like that it is huge to be able to identify and feel that sense of community when people are going through the same thing. I mean, that is a huge part of the Lean of Plants community. And something that I love about our community is that we're all obsessed with habits. We're all embracing the struggle of changing not just our diets, but our entire mindset around taking ownership for behavior, which is huge. I, I'd You're love to hear from you, Judy, because you've got an amazing support system in your daughters. What would you say to someone who is feeling alone? They don't have that support system. What would you say to them? I would tell them to reach out for number one, I would say reach out to lean with plants, because if you're listening to this podcast right now, there's your first step and have that conversation with them. If you have absolutely nobody that you feel that is living a positive life, a, a good example, you know that you can trust the people at lean with plants, even, even if you don't go through the whole membership and everything. Chelsea isn't concerned about that. She's concerned about you just reaching out so somebody can help you. That's what yeah. I would say. And by the way, I have a son too, and he's extremely, I don't want to leave him out, but all of our whole family is so supportive. And I really thank God for that. There's um, there's a verse in Ecclesiastes, and we had this as part of our wedding vows, and you, you may have heard it, but it says, I'm just going to paraphrase it, that um, two are better than one, because if one falls down, the other can pick them up. But a cord mm -hmm. of three strands is not easily broken. The third strand is our support system. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is finding like-minded people who are there to help us, who are mature, who may tell us the truth even when we don't want to hear it. I mean, mm -hmm. support system doesn't always mean, oh, you know, you poor you or just holding your hand and all that. It, a support system is going to tell you what you need to hear, but they're also going to listen and they're going to mm -hmm. be there set good examples so yeah. I, I encourage anybody who doesn't have that support system I would say absolutely tap into lean with plants first and you're going to get some understanding people who have been in your shoes guaranteed it's such a it's a an almost a radical way of looking at community and the people that we get around I used to think if I was alone that was because of something outside of my my sphere of influence and I've drastically changed that where now I will invest money time effort I will put myself out there in difficult situations I will network with people I will go up to people at conferences and events that I intentionally make time to go to because community and connection with the people that are going to help you along your journey is something that you have to take personal ownership for and I know that there will be people listening to this and they will say well that's a privilege it's a privilege that you have an amazing support system in your family it's a privilege that you're in a group of people that understand and support you 
it is a privilege, but it's something that you can take ownership for. And this is why it's so important that we have those two pieces that have really emerged from this conversation is radical responsibility, the hero's mindset, do what you need to do as a response to the circumstances that you go through, regardless of how difficult they are. Take that ownership to move forward and then get community around you. Get that support system. If you don't have it currently, break down the doors in order to make that possible. Absolutely. Because we all we all have access to, to the internet. So we can we can even type in support groups for, you know, fill in the blank. There yeah. are support. My mom always said there's a support group for everything. And I agree with that. Um, they could also go to tops.org and find a, a weight loss and health and wellness support group in their in their area. They're all across Canada and the U.S. They're not New Zealand, but um, but they are online. There's also online memberships. So actually, theoretically, it is New Zealand. But mm-hmm. there are there are support groups out there. There are people out there. Um, but we have to be, if we're really honest with ourselves, at what point are we so serious about changing that we are going to start taking action? No one Ooh. can make it. We can say, like you said, well, you're privileged, you know, you've got this and you can pay for this or you can do this. Yeah, but I took action and I made sacrifices to make that happen. Well, you're outgoing and I'm not. Okay, well, how badly do you want this? Mm. If you want something bad enough, you will take that first step. And I don't care whatever excuse you have, whatever lifestyle you have or whatever situation, it may sound cold, but the bottom line is, how bad do you want it? Yeah, just take that first little step. That's mm-hmm. the power of tiny habits and letting go of perfectionism, which yes. you touched on as well, is you don't have to feel guilty when you have an off day or you have a little bit of oil or you do something that would have before led to binging because you can say, hey, I'm making progress. I don't yes. have to be the world's best networker. I don't have to be someone who is perfect in my journey. I don't have to have everything lined up but I can reach out to one person on Instagram and make a connection there I can take one tiny step forward and this is where we bridge that gap between the hero that you want to be that radical level of responsibility and just one teeny tiny step in the right direction oh my goodness yes it's like like you like you've said too before put out just lay out your walking shoes the night before yeah who cares you don't walk the next day that's okay put your walk, just put the darn walking shoes on, start doing it, put on those red slippers there, Dorothy, you know, (laughs) tap your, tap your heels together, take action, because there is a world out there that is awaiting your listeners, there is, there are people, and I literally mean this, there are people out there who can change their family history with their health, Mm. and their healthy mindsets, if these people listening will believe in themselves enough to take action, share your weaknesses, share your stories. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm, That's huge, isn't it? And on, on that radical action, how many hours did it take you to, you came from where and flew in for a few hours to meet myself and the team in LA? Yeah. Yeah. We flew in from Spokane, Washington to where did we go? Did we go to Portland? I think we flew into Portland or Seattle, wherever it was. And then down to LA. Yeah. Yeah. 
and back. Of course, we have Red to see. Read a collection. <laughs> we had we had to do it, and and I really mean this. I'm not putting you on a pedestal by any means, although we just love you dearly. But you have influenced our lives. You literally, Chelsea, your program has changed my health. You have saved my life, my heart health. You have mm -hmm. saved me from not losing my cool and caring for my husband. You have helped me through your coaching program to understand that I'm on hormones right now. I may not like it, but it may lessen my recurrence of breast cancer. So doggone it, I'm taking them right now, right? Mm -hmm. You have helped me to realize that that's okay and to stop looking at that scale for losses every week. It's so much bigger than just weight loss, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Yep, it is, it is. So for someone who was feeling like you were a few years ago or before you started to make these changes, become the person you are today, that hero, what advice would you give for someone? Maybe they're a bit older. Maybe they've got some circumstances that are really they're really struggling with. They feel like a victim in their life. They feel like things are unfair. They're shooting on themselves. What would you say to that person to encourage them? Well, I have a, a few, but the number one thing I would say is to recognize where you are right now in life and to recognize your bandwidth, if that makes sense. Um, you're in a different place in life right now than where you were a year ago or five years ago. Accept that life is life. is Life, life is full of changes. If it doesn't change, it's not life. Accept that you are in a different season and a different part of your life right now and understand that in in where your bandwidth is you may have to say no and that's a two-letter word that is a four-letter word for some people because it's so hard for them to say no well if i if i don't say if i if i don't do this then you know fill in the blanks but it's amazing how when we say no how freeing we how free we feel and it doesn't take long for the people who asked us to do something to find someone else to do what we thought we were irreplaceable with, you know. Um, so and remember also that when you say no to something, you're saying yes mm. to something else. And that's mm. important. Uh, another thing I would say is if you're really feeling stuck and you don't know what to do, ask. Well, again, we've talked about this, Chelsea, but ask for help because our spouses, our partners, our family, the hostess at the potluck. They are not mind readers. They mm. don't read our minds. Our husbands don't know that we need them to vacuum out the goldfish crumbs that are in the car seats, right? Um, we don't, our children don't know that we need the dishwasher unloaded. Um, that hostess doesn't know that I don't eat dairy products. Well, hello, newsflash, they're not mind readers. Mm. So ask for help and tell them what you need. And if you don't know what you need, Tell those people, you know, I need help and I just don't know what, but can you help me out figure this yeah. out? And take up space essentially, isn't it? Yes, ab absolutely. And the, the one thing that I would say too is to remember that time is your greatest asset. So if you have an idea and um, like, like you want to get healthy or exercise or lose weight or you want to start a new business or whatever, time is your greatest asset. You're never going to get it back. Today is the day for you to take action mm. and believe, believe in that idea. Take that first step and go for it. Go for it because you're never, ever going to get that time back. Yeah. You may as well start now and then continue on. Not Monday. Not Monday after you've had, you know, a, a, a Whopper with bacon or whatever. You start yeah. and you take action. Yeah. I, I love that. That was a huge change for me as well because I, 
I realized that my actions now, my day-to-day response to failure or really wanting to get things perfect, it needed to reflect the kind of person I would be in the future. And I started to realize future me that has lost the weight, that does eat healthy, they don't wait till Monday. She doesn't act like that. She doesn't have a binge and then think that it's ruined. Like that girl that I want to be, she's still going to have the same kind of issues that I have now. She's still going to have failures, but she just responds in a different way. Right, because she's had them for the past 30, 40, 50 years, whatever. That doesn't, it, she, she's the same person. Yeah. It's the mindset. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all the mindset. And yeah. you, you, you start now and don't feel sorry for yourself because people are busy thinking about themselves in all honesty. People have their own things. Mr. Fred Rogers said, we never know what someone's going through until we walked in their shoes. And he was one of the kindest men in the, in the whole world, right? We don't know what someone's going through. So we have to take ownership. We have to take action and 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 see ourselves as that future person we want to be. We see that today. Exactly. And then all of those tiny actions that you do on a daily basis, that's what bridges that gap. That's why now for you, Judy, you're able to see yourself as that hero you're able to take that ownership is because you started somewhere Mm -hmm. because I took yeah because I realized well life is going to happen whether I accept it or not so we all have a choice you get a cancer diagnosis or you have a sick child or a sick spouse um okay it's happened now how am I going what's my response going to be I can be proactive or reactive and I choose proaction. It's not always a proaction. Is that a word? I think it is. It's not a, something like that proactive. Um, I just, I just know that it's up to us as, as women to, to, to just, and I really mean this believe of the beauty that is inside of our hearts. And maybe there's, maybe there's women out there who have never been told that they're beautiful. And that's a whole podcast there that you've done too, but the beauty is on the inside. It's Mm. there. And you deserve, you deserve that beauty. You deserve to recognize that and you deserve to reach your goals. And I do know that Lean With Plants is there to help you. Yeah, I love that 100%. Like you, you deserve to get what you want, to respond well, to suffer well, to be the hero of your story, to make your life meaningful. Judy, tell me as we finish this off, What do you believe is one change that listeners can make that is going to have the most impact on their weight loss? Oh, well, well, I cut out the oil. I mean, I thought it was going to be something emotional, like believe in the power of small beginnings. But I'd say if you can get rid of that oil first thing, you know, that's it. That's it, baby. (laughs) 4,000 calories, 4,000 calories a pound. What, what am I supposed to cook it in? Well, have you ever heard of this thing called vegetable broth or water? But, but seriously, just, just to cut out the oil, you'll probably start feeling better, especially if you have joint pain, you'll probably feel a lot better and to believe in very small steps. The oil one's great. I I do love that you finished on something super practical because oil is in absolutely everything. It's in pretty much every packet that you pick up. There's corn chips, the the taco mix, the sauces, anything processed, the donuts that you want to get. So if you look at that through that filter of 
I'm just not going to consume oil. I'm going to drastically reduce it for my life. You will save yourself thousands of calories. And then, like you said, do that on a small level. If you're not going to be, you can start by just not cooking with oil and then maybe have a little bit of oil in the hummus that you put on your veggies. Like that's okay. See this as the big picture, not about being perfect. That's right. Because in, in my book, at least, if you need that oil in your dressing to get down the vegetables that you're, you want to, you're wanting to increase, for crying out loud, have the ranch dressing that has the oil in it. We all, we've all done it. We've all done it. And then for people who don't have a problem with oil, I would say seriously believe that a small step that you're going to take will move you in the right direction. Guaranteed. 100%. Guaranteed. Thank you so much for your wisdom, Judy. Thank you for sharing your story. It is super inspiring. I love your attitude. I love the positivity, the proactivity that you have. Um, and it's just been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you. And I'd like to ask you, I'd like you to hold me accountable, Chelsea, and check in with me in six months. 100%. Let's get those last 15, 20 pounds off. Then that means I have to leave the oil away, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, I promise. All right, Thank Judy. You. Thank you so much. Thanks.